This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Taking a look at the issues surrounding the health and well-being of our LGBTIQ plus communities. This is Well, 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 brought to you by the team from Thorn Harbour Health on Joy and the Community Radio Network. You are here on Well, 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 Joy 94.9 with Michael and Jack. Uh, reforms introduced in January 2024 ban the importation of disposable e-cigarettes into Australia. And from March 1, further restrictions will be in place banning all non-therapeutic vape importation. We are, of course, discussing vaping, vaping cessation and the harms associated with vaping on our two-part alcohol and other drug party season, party pride season episode. <laughs> There's a lot to keep up with. There's a lot to keep up with. <laughs> and we are now joined by Rachel Anderson, the director of Quit Victoria. Rachel, thank you so much for joining us here on the program. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your role and the role of Quit Victoria more broadly? So Quit Victoria is here to be able to support all Victorians, no matter where they are in their quitting journey, to be able to give them tools and supports to be able to quit, um, whether it's vaping, whether it's smoking, whether it's your first attempt or your 15th attempt, mm. we've got supports in place that will be able to help um, individuals right along that journey. Love that. I guess we'll set the stage a little bit for this sort of discussion around vaping and e-cigarette use. In this conversation, we're talking about really liquid-based vapes because I imagine plenty of queer folk listening may well be aware of dry herb vapes that might be used for other purposes. But really, uh, a lot of the work coming out of Quit Victoria is really around um, liquid-based vapes that may well have nicotine. Is that fair That's to say? That's correct, yes. Cool. Um, Quit's work for many, many years has been around cigarette and tobacco, um, quitting um, those things. Why is quitting vaping particularly? potentially harder than quitting cigarette smoking. I think it's really important just to to acknowledge that quitting itself is hard. It's hard, yeah. Um, a nicotine addiction is a very hard thing to break. Um, and it it's regardless of whether it's smoking or vaping, yep. um, we recognise that um, that addiction is a really hard thing to work your way through. Mm. Um, I think there's a couple of reasons why people might feel like it's harder. One of those is the fact that in a lot of the vaping products that are sold commercially, we really don't know the contents of um, mm. the nicotine yep. product, the, the nicotine. Um, How much, the amount, yeah, that's the quantity. Right, correct, yeah. the quantity that's in, in each product. Um, so people really don't have a good sense of um, how much they're inhaling, yep. the degree to which they're addicted. Yeah. So, And I think the other thing that's also really important to note is that there's aggressive marketing by an industry that doesn't have anyone's well-being at heart. Yeah. So we, what we're seeing is people being marketed to um, quite aggressively. Um, so that makes quitting harder because they're seeing... Um, this like positive reinforcement, correct. I imagine, in some mm. ways. Yeah. Yeah. And it feels like there's a... Uh, maybe social access- acceptability isn't the right term, but there's a, a an accessibility towards vaping, I feel like, that isn't there for cigarettes. If, you know, you're at work and you go, I've got to have a cigarette break, and so you, you plan for it and you go out and you, you take your cigarettes and you've got to buff them out and you've got to do this and that and the other. A vape feels like people just carry them around. They can just and away they go. That's it's, right. it's a it's a two second thing. That's, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Kind of dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of the the biggest health issues to come out of vaping, what does that look like? Because I know initially, as vapes started to become more popular, they were seen as this alternative to cigarettes, and they they might be more uh, or less aggressively harmful to the body as like a as a cessation tool. But it seems like that it's kind of just replaced 
cigarette smoking? What do the kind of health disparities look like, I guess? Yeah, we, we are seeing some health issues emerge as a result of vaping. And I think that's what's causing us great concern. The long term issues are still really not known. There's a there's a large, um, I guess, unknown factor as well, um, because we, vaping products haven't been on the market long enough for us to know what the long term impacts are like cigarettes. We know that the long term smokers are at a very high risk of cancer. But with vaping, we do know that people are at risk of um, respiratory problems. Mm. We know that there, um, you know, there are issues around concentration and dizziness, yep. and obviously there's the nicotine addiction that's associated with it. Mm. And we also know that, that it's also linked to some mental health issues. So um, I think that you know what we're seeing are some short-term impacts. Yeah. But I guess also the other really important thing to remember is like with with vaping you're three times more likely to become a smoker um, yes. throughout your lifetime. So we know that there's a, a gateway effect with vaping. Yep. And um, smoking, as we all know, um, is linked to cancer. So yes. um, we know that people in doing that are increasing their risks. Mm. And I imagine the, the gateway effect is particularly dangerous when vapes. You spoke a little bit about how aggressive the marketing of vapes is, but... In my view, it is done in a way that is kind of like under the radar through social media that wouldn't necessarily appear on people's feeds, maybe of Michael or at my age or of people older, older than us. Did you call us old? <laughs> We're not high school. We're not high school age no, voluntarily anymore. But the correct. fact that... You know, kids are accessing yeah. nicotine so so easily now means that I imagine that for for quite a number of health bodies that there's there's serious cause for concern there. Yeah, like massive cause for concern. The industry has been incredibly aggressive. So it when it when vaping products first came on the market, they were promoted as a cessation tool. So they were they were um, they were designed for heavy duty smokers as a way to help them quit. Yes. But what we're seeing is an industry that is now marketing to our children. Yeah. We're seeing all these shops open up down the high streets. We're seeing them sold alongside lollies and drinks that a are really- A disarming amount of shops, yes, really. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Um, you walk down Chapel Street and they're just like, yep. there's an absolute proliferation of these shops. They're just everywhere. Yeah. And um, they're sold alongside, you know, products that are really appealing to children. And we've got bubblegum flavors and we've got sort of all these flavors and, you know, they're un- they've got unicorns on them. And like, And you can't tell me that these are designed for adult smokers who are looking to quit. There's an industry that has absolutely exploited yeah. our young people and the, and our children. And they, you know, these shops are really close to schools. They can get in yeah. really easily and be able to access these products. So it's, it's a very, very concerning step um, that we've seen. And it's not even the nicotine. It, a better way to say it is nicotine is not the only cause for concern in a lot of these vapes, I, I guess. Quid Victoria's um, sort of more recent uh, campaign work I've seen has has brought to light some of the varied chemicals that can be in vapes. I, I guess on that note, but potentially otherwise, what are some of the most common myths about vapes that people may not be aware of or um, are just flat out wrong? Yeah, I think some of the, the myths, the really common ones is that they're harmless. Yeah. Um, and we know for a fact that, you know, there are uh, health harms that are associated with vaping. Um and I think that other people are sort of, you know, they they see things like, you know, they're when they're exhaling that they think that they're they're exhaling a water vapor, but in actual fact, they're exhaling um, harmful chemicals. Mm. So you know that they're inhaling it and they're exhaling it as well, yeah. and that also causes risks to people around them. Yeah. Um. So it's not just to themselves. 
Um, and I think the other thing is that it's an, a, a, another really common myth is that it's a safe alternative to smoking. Um, and, you know, obviously these were designed with one purpose in mind, but have been taken up with, with a complete, like under a completely different guise. Yes. So, um, you know, we've got a large portion of the of the Victorian population who've never smoked but are vaping. Mm. So they're not a safe alternative. Yeah. And I know um, a lot of the, the interest, especially when vapes kind of were first coming onto the market amongst my friends who do smoke were you know, adopting it as a, as a risk reduction strategy to say, well, if I'm cutting down from 30 cigarettes today to two and I'm supplementing that with vaping, that they saw that, that as, a, as a health improvement for them. But obviously they're still retaining some amount of cigarette smoking. Is, that, is cutting down from a large amount of cigarettes to just a small number safer or is, are you not getting any net benefit from that? So the, the best thing anyone can do is probably have a conversation with their doctor yeah. um, and actually you know, have those conversations about what's safe and what's an effective way to quit, whether there's a range of different tools that people can use to be able to um, quit smoking and quit vaping. Mm. Um, and the best thing that anyone can do is actually start a conversation with their GP or call the quit line and um, or you know jump online and have a look at all our digital resources that we've got to help support people. But I think um, absolutely, um, you know there are there are effective strategies that we, people can do that can put in place to be able to quit. But it's best done in consultation with your GP. And I guess that GP may well be in a good position to speak about the harms associated with nicotine free vapes as well, because it's it's not only the nicotine that's of cause in, of concern in in yeah, these products. Correct. So you know. Ideally, we would have no people vaping at all. Mm. We've spoken a fair bit about, I guess, how young people have been targeted and and are increasingly susceptible. But um, are there any other groups of people potent, uh, particularly susceptible to vaping addiction? I mean, I feel like it's very common to see plenty of vapes out along Smith Street, around Chapel Street. Um, it's been my experience to see queer folk fairly com- it, it, it is common to see vapes around kids aren't the only sort of group particularly at risk of, of taking up um, vapes and, and falling into nicotine addiction are they no that's right and um, we know that uh, particularly at the moment we're seeing um, e-cigarette use or vaping use in the queer community at about twice the rates of um, the heterose- heterosexual community so um, you know we know that it's more prevalent mm. and that Potentially, it's more acceptable within the yeah. community as well. So I think there's something about what's you know what is the societal norm amongst community yeah. um, that you know really needs to be challenged and 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 addressed. Can you speak to me, uh, Rachel, a little bit about the existing laws around purchasing and using vapes in Australia, and if they are likely to change anytime soon? Yeah. So uh, Minister Butler announced a series of changes at the end of last year. Um, that were due to be implemented over the course of 2024. Yep. So what we're going to see is a range of um, of staggered measures that are going to come into place throughout the year. On the 1st of January, we saw a ban on importation of uh, vaping products for commercial sale. Um, what what we'll see in March is um, is all of the regulatory reforms that are, are or the laws that need to be in place for us to be able to sell. Um, products via the pharmacy scheme yep. um, and that will actually look at how we limit the concentration of the vapes, what they um, what they look like, 
Um, Increase and the safety and make sure they're focused increasing on therapeutic safety. use, Correct. I think was the phrase. That's right. Yeah. And so, um, and that will actually then, you know, mean that we're actually meeting certain safety requirements yep. under under the Therapeutic Goods Administration. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we'll see those sorts of changes. And then later in the year, we'll see some further changes that will restrict commercial sales of, um, of vaping products. Yep. So that's where we'll see stronger enforcement measures being put into place around sale of, of vaping. They won't be just thrown around nearly willy as they are in uh convenience stores really correct um mm. so often um and it'll change the that how visually appealing they are too so they'll look more uh more dull i guess yes. <laughs> they'll, they'll look less interesting that's right yeah yeah what is happening on the back end to make sure that nationwide we are able to restrict the sales of vapes and the way that they are now um i, I guess what are some of the complications in making sure that we are able to stop that kind of use and that kind of sale Look, I think it's very complicated and I probably can't speak to the detail about yep. what's happening, but I know a lot of activity is happening at a Commonwealth and a state level to be able to implement these um, and enforce um, these new these new laws that will be coming. Yep. Um, so there have been um, commitments to set up a task force to really look at how the importation is going to be managed, importation ban is going to be managed. Yep. Um, you know, and I think that there will be there'll be complications that will need to be worked through, and there's probably some unintended consequences that also need to be worked through as mm. well. And I think you know all of all of those things are you know from a public health perspective, we really welcome all mm. of these measures, but also understand that it will take some time to implement. Here on Well, 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 you're with Jack and Michael in the studio. We're joined by uh, Quit Victoria director uh, Rachel Anderson speaking a little bit about vaping, the health risks and uh, the surrounding laws. Stick with us. We've got more coming up in just a moment. From HIV to COVID-19, STIs and everything in between, you're listening to Well, Well, Well on Joy and the Community Radio Network. You are still here on Well, Well, Well with Jack and Michael and Rachel Anderson, director of Quit Victoria. Um I guess we spoke a little bit about making vapes look a bit more boring before. Um, Can you share with us what accessing a therapeutic vaping device might look like after March this year? Yeah, so to do that, um, an individual really just needs to go and have a conversation with their primary care provider, so their doctor or practice nurse, and have a conversation about uh, the supports that they're going to need to continue Mm. – uh, or to be able to quit. So what what is going to be in place is not an, a, an avenue to be able to continue to recreationally vape. Yeah, right. It's a support service to help people quit. Yep. So um, what will be what will be in place will be, um, I guess, a pathway that helps people have the conversation um, with their GP. They can get access to supports through counselling, through our quitline services, but they will also then be able to access products that are regulated and yep. safe yes. via their pharmacy. Yeah, and I know there are obviously for people who for whom a, a vape cessation product might be on the cards, we use things like gums and patches and things for smoking cessation. Are, do the same tools kind of apply for ceasing vaping as well? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, in having that conversation with the doctor, um, the doctor may recommend a you know a, a different kind of pathway to help support people. So I think it's not necessarily that people can just go and have that conversation, access their vapes, and, yeah, and go, um, <laughs> and you just know, keep coming back week after week. That's, that's not right. that's not the point of this. That's right. right. Yeah. The whole point is to be able to support people on a smoking cessation or a vaping cessation journey. Yeah. Mm. Uh, in terms of um, you were saying, obviously the uh, the disposable vapes are kind of 
have been hit first, they're 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 going. Uh, and but there's still going to be kind of a, a little bit of a period where the refillable vapes are going to be um, stopped, and then the importation of all the goods will stop. Is there a risk that you were talking about some of the the barriers before? Is there a risk of you know locally made liquids being produced and then going into circulation and potentially causing harms in that way? And and I guess how do we think about mitigating that? Yeah, I think that's definitely been thought through um, and I know that the Commonwealth Government is considering that in their range of reforms that are coming throughout the year. So looking at domestic manufacture will be absolutely part of the um, part of the suite of measures that they're yep. going to be putting in place. Totally. Mm. We are jumping around, I feel like, a little bit with the questions, but <laughs> it's, all, it's, all, it's all related. Um, on vape withdrawal, kind of going back to patches and gums as potentially tools for people wanting to quit yep. um, both cigarette smoking and vaping, what are some of the symptoms of vape withdrawal as, as someone who might be trying to, to quit vaping now? It's very similar to the same kinds of symptoms that people who are quitting smoking would yep. be experiencing. So mm. I think that you need to recognise that the body is going to go through changes and it's going to um, react to the fact that um, there's a nicotine withdrawal. Um, and um, I think, you know, things like mood swings, irritability, um, agitation, lack of concentration, um, changes with sleep patterns are yeah. all things that um, are very common to people who've quit smoking yep. um, would experience and it's very similar again. So I think it's important to remember that, um, you know, with all these symptoms, there's supports available um, and so there's there's ways in which that um, those symptoms can be managed um, mm. in, a, in a helpful way. Mm. And you were saying that um, obviously a lot of the targeted social marketing is around getting access to vapes into, into kids, you know, schoolyards because they have unicorns on them and yep. they taste like mango and all that sort of thing. Um, what can parents or carers do that if they have uh, a young person in their life that they're helping to move away from vaping? I think the first thing any parent can do is have a really open and curious conversation with their their children. Yep. Ask them what they're seeing in the playground. Ask them what they're seeing with their friends in the schoolyards. Um, what are they talking about? What have they heard about vapes? Yeah. Have they tried it? Like, and really just start a non-judgmental conversation. I think, um, you know, sort of starting from a from a, a point where it's antagonistic is not going to be helpful. Mm. I think actually there are supports in place for children to be able to access, um, you know, sort of quitline support services. We are ramping up services in preparation for all the changes that are coming. We recognise that there's a younger demographic coming through. Yep. So there are supports in place, both for parents who want to have a conversation. So if they're not really sure about how to approach the conversation, call the quit line, have a conversation with yeah, them right. about before having a conversation with your with your kid. But I think it's really important that we just, we recognise that this is a social issue. It's been generated by an aggressive marketing, yep. underpinned by an aggressive industry um, marketing tactic um, and that kids are not to blame for this. They have been exposed to something that they perhaps don't really understand um, what's happening. They've been targeted. So, that's right. Yeah. So um, I think it's really important to have a really non-judgmental conversation and, and be curious about what they're hearing so that they feel confident to be able to have a conversation when it's ready for them as well. Mm. Is there anything that we've spoken about um, in the interview that you wanted to expand on or, or anything that... Um we have missed out on, I guess? Um, 
our, our quitline services, I'll, I'll always put in a plug for them. Yep. Um, so, you know, we ha- obviously have um, dedicated quitline counsellors. Um, they're, they're, it's a really culturally safe service. Um, people can call in and have a conversation. But we also know that not everyone likes to do that. Some people would probably prefer to use digital um, means to be yep. able to connect up. And so we've really expanded our, our service offering yep. to be able to also support people um, on their quitting journey, but um, to be able to do it via digital means as well. So yep. jump online to quit.org.au, um, have a look at the suite of services that are there and connect up with us and we can we can point you in the right direction. Beautiful. And if you head to joy.org.au forward slash well, 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 we'll have uh, a whole bunch of vaping and smoking cessation resources in the podcast notes as well. Absolutely. Rachel Anderson, Quit Victoria Director, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Well, 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 supported by Thorn Harbour Health on Joy and the Community Radio Network. For more LGBTIQ plus health and wellbeing and much more, check out Thorn Harbour on social media at Thorn Harbour or via the website thornharbour.org. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.